0: Back to throw Fitzpatrick, throw it high into the air! Got it! Parker, touchdown! What a win for this Miami Dolphin team, wow! All right, Miami indeed, and free agency is off to a rocking start as your Miami Dolphins have been busy bolstering the roster with quality signings, freak athletes, intelligent, instinctive scheme fits, and we've been doing it with clever cap management that keeps this roster in terrific financial shape going forward. What's up Dolphins, Travis Wingfield with you here for a special series of the Drive Time Podcast, part of the official podcast network of your Miami Dolphins. We aren't making these shows with specific dates, but we are rolling out a new episode per player signing and we'll start with the details of the player's career, taking a look at their counting stats, advanced metrics, film study, character testimonies, and a whole lot more all of that before we hear from the newest Miami Dolphins in exclusive interviews with the drive time podcast so without any further ado let's get in to the 2020 free agency series here on the drive time podcast that's another And we are going to go over the Dolphins' cumulative strategy here during free agency and what it means for the cap ramifications, the financial commitments, and what it says about the Dolphins' draft going forward next month. But first, we're talking about the individual players signed this week by your Miami Dolphins. And today we're talking about new center, Ted Karras. He signed a one-year contract, formerly of the New England Patriots. He started 15 games last year for the Patriots in place of David Andrews, who missed the entire season. Karras goes six foot four, 305 pounds. He was a sixth-round pick back in 2016 out of Illinois, and he played 90% of the Patriots snaps last year. He's played 60 career games and started 20 over his four-year career with the Patriots. He's played 1,279 snaps at center 272 snaps at right guard and six snaps at left guard he was a four-year starter in college with 43 starts all at right guard he didn't participate in the 2016 scouting combine but he did run a 5-2-8 40-yard dash and benched 225 pounds 32 times at his pro day and that strength was consistently on display in addition to his demeanor and an incredible football lineage, according to Lance Zerline of NFL.com, quote, four-year starter at right guard, uses brute upper body strength to get defenders turned and sealed, drops a hammer on down blocks to knock running lanes open, effective power in small spaces, adequate hand placement, but generally keeps them inside, gritty demeanor on the field, quality pass sets with a heavy-handed punch, rare football lineage as the seventh member of Of the Karras family to play in the Big Ten, intensity on game day is legendary. He was penalized just twice over the last two seasons. Now, you heard Zerline mention the intensity, and that was evident based upon his will to basically make himself into an offensive lineman. Between his freshman and sophomore years in high school, Karras drank a gallon of milk every day and upped his calorie intake to gain 110 pounds. The head coach of Karras' high school team also echoed those sentiments, quote, on the field, he'd just go into a whole other level of intensity. I wish you could bottle that up and give it to the other kids, end quote. And that was Mick Rossler, the head coach there of Karras' high school team, and you account for his four years with the Patriots and those final two years in college, Karras only committed eight penalties in those 75 games, 45 of those were starts, so only one every five or so games he gets hit with the yellow flag. At 27 years old and really earning his first consistent playing time last season, it's entirely reasonable to expect Karras' play to improve as he enters the prime of his career. He replaced Pro Bowl center David Andrews last year, and that was no small task, but according to Bill Belichick, Karras was always up for the challenge, quote, Ted's been a very dependable player for us for four years. He's played guard for us. This year with David's situation, Ted had the opportunity to play more and he stepped in and played consistently like he really always has for us. Ted's a smart player. He's strong. He can anchor the middle of the pocket and his communication with his teammates on the offensive line, which is critical for the center position to handle blocking schemes and protections and so forth, has been good end quote. And Belichick talked about Karras midseason, but down the stretch was when Karras really came into his own over the final six games of last season. He was the number two graded pass blocking center in all of the National Football League, according to Pro Football Focus. He checked in with grades at 85.3, 83.9, 84.9, 80.4, and again, and one blip on the radar at 63.9. But consistently very good in pass protection down the stretch for the Patriots. And for the entire 2019 season, Karras allowed just 14 quarterback pressures. That ranked 6th among all centers who played at least 500 snaps in pass protection last year. Of those 14 pressures, only three resulted in hits on the quarterback. Most of them were hurries, giving Karras a sterling .005% quarterback hit rate allowed. He also ranked 16th among centers with at least 200 run-blocking snaps on PFF's grades. You pair this guy with Eric Flowers, and you've got a mean, nasty duo on the interior. Both guys love the physical aspect of the position, and they play through the whistle with competitive mean streaks. But that only applies to the football field, as you'll hear now in my interview with new Dolphins center, Ted Karras. And joining me now is the newest member of the Miami Dolphins along the offensive line, center Ted Karras. Ted, what's going on, man? How
1: you doing, Travis? I'm excited to to be a Dolphin.
0: That's great to hear. We're excited to have you down here. And I got to first ask you, you know, new contract, new team. You could have gone pretty much anywhere you wanted to. Why'd you choose the Dolphins?
1: You know, it's an exciting organization. I really believe in what Coach Flores is building. And, uh, you know, I want to want to get it on the ground floor and help, and help him build it.
0: Absolutely. And from what you've heard from maybe around the league, maybe in your own locker room, or from some of the guys you've talked to already, what is kind of that message about Brian Flores and the culture you've heard about here in Miami?
1: Well, you know, I, I had the you know, opportunity to play three seasons with him here in New England. And I thought, you know, he just has a tough attitude, loves the game. Um, you know, wants to win and prepares to win. And I think those are all qualities that that we share. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm very grateful for the opportunity and really excited to get down and get to work.
0: Another new person you're going to be working with is Dolphins quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. Coming from New England, you had a chance to play against him twice a year last year. And from an opponent's perspective, I know you're not on the field at the same time as him, but what can you tell us about playing for Ryan Fitzpatrick and the guy that you'll be snapping the ball to on Sundays?
1: Well, I've been a big fan of him since he's been in the league. I think, you know, he's one of the, you know, he's an ultimate competitor, Um, you know, had a, came up in, you know, uh, New Year's Eve and and had a big win over, over the Patriots, you know, at our expense at that point in my career. So it was, uh, you know, I I really respect him. I'm really, I like the energy he brings to the game. I'm really looking forward to meeting him and and, and working together to, you know, win some ballgames.
0: And now a couple of guys that you did have to deal with in one-on-one matchups or go up against on the defensive line, Christian Wilkins, Devon Godshaw. What can you tell us about a couple of the challenges of preparing for those guys up front?
1: Well, I mean, those are big, strong guys. You know, I think they have, you know, uh, a great core of, of D line guys. And those guys are tough. You know, they're big, strong guys who, who are, you know, know how to play and, and uh, you know, played against Godshaw uh, for the last, you know, few seasons. And then also, um, you know, Christian Wilkins was, was this season, but you know, I think it's a, it's a great young core and it's going to be fun to, uh, you know, test my metal against them
0: every day. You talk about testing your metal, Ted, last year, you were the number two graded pass blocking center from week 12 onward on pro football focus. Would you agree with that assessment? And what do you think it was that contributed to your improvement and dominant play down the stretch last year?
1: Well, you know, I, you know, the grades are what they are. You know, I, I, I like, you know, I, the only opinions I really care about is, you know, our coaches and, 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 the, and doing what it takes to help a team win. But um, obviously that's, you know, I'm pleased with being that, you know. Um, but I think just, you know, working hard, getting settled into a position, um, you know, it, it was, you know, it's a long year and there's a lot of games and, um, you know, stepping into a new role. Last year was very fortunate. I'm grateful for the opportunity. And obviously I go out there to win every rep and every game and every situation I'm in. And to, you know just steady improvement is, is what I'm all about. So I'm going to try to continue that success here moving forward in the
0: 2020 football season. And you mentioned stepping in full-time as a starter last year for Pro Bowler David Andrews. What is it about your game that allowed you to kind of come off the bench in that way and step right into the offense and not have the Pats offense miss a beat when you were called upon?
1: Well, you know, I've been in the fold for you know this is my you know this is my fourth season going into it, and I'd had some starts before, and you know, kind of in that six-man role, and I got an opportunity to play, and um, you know, try to take full advantage of it. You know, had some success. Obviously, the year wasn't quite what we wanted it, but it was it was a, a lot of fun, and I, I you know obviously preparing my hardest every day to go go and help the team win, and I'm uh, you know. Proud that it propelled me to get an opportunity to come down to Miami and, and, uh, and, and prove myself
0: here. Ted Karras, new Dolphins Center here on the Drive Time Podcast with Travis Wingfield, the official Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. You mentioned coming to Miami. You're not the only former Patriot doing so. What can you tell us about Kyle Van Noy and Alandon Roberts and facing those guys every day in practice?
1: Well, Kyle Van Noy is a special player. Um, just a, a tremendous person. Uh, has a great family. And, you know, he's going to give it everything he got. Uh, he, I have a lot of uh, history with him in practice. It's going to be a lot of fun to have a familiar face and kind of a practice rival down there. And I'm really excited that, you know, we're still going to be on the same team. He's a guy I respect a lot and um, have always you know rooted for um, as a teammate. Landon Roberts, we came in together. We were six-round draft picks together. And he's just about the hardest hitter I've ever played <laughs> against. So I'm excited to have him on our side again. I was, you know... I not want to be on the receiving end of a, a hit if you don't see him coming because he, he's, he's a freight train. So that's just two great additions. I'm really glad that they're coming down. And, and I'm also close with uh, Clayton Fedgelam and Kamu Brugier-Hill, who both have, have been teammates on in the past, whether at be college or uh, rookie training camp.
0: I wanted to ask you about Clay Fedulum here in just one second, but I want to go back to something you mentioned there about Roberts in practice. You, I've, I've read about some of the intensity that you bring to the practice field, to the game day field, and pretty much anywhere in your life. Do you ever get in some uh, dust ups with those guys in practice and get some get a little bit chippy out there on the practice field?
1: Absolutely, no, nothing that's ever come to a fight because that's counterproductive. But yeah, we're chipping around and you know we're hitting we're hitting as hard as we can, and I think that's the reason. Um, You know, that a guy like me and a guy like Landon have been able to stick around and make a, you know, make a career out of this is how hard we go. And I really respect, um, you know, his practice tempo and his approach to the game. And I've, you know, we've met each other many times uh, in the box over these last four years.
0: It'll be a great opportunity for you and those guys to kind of set the example for Brian Flores' practices and what he wants down here in Miami. So looking forward to that. You mentioned being college teammates with Clay Fedgelim there at Illinois. What can you tell us about the Dolphins' new safety addition back there?
1: Well, I think he, you know, Clay is another great person and a a guy that I respect wholeheartedly. He's been a good friend for years. Um, He is, you know, one of the – he, I, I think he's one of the premier – I've never really seen a guy like that being able to – he runs around, he's strong, he's, he's the total package and a good friend, and just got married, and uh, it was a big week for him, just got married, and it's coming down to Miami, we're, we're meeting up again after four years, so I'm, I'm really excited
0: and happy for him. It's great to hear. And Ted, I want to go even further back now. I read a story about you drinking a gallon of milk every single day in high school. Now, my own personal experience with this, I'm, I'm not a big guy. I was a pretty good baseball player, but they always told me, Travis, you got to get bigger. You got to gain more weight. And I would eat a couple of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches do some weightlifting, but I would lose my commitment after like three or four days. I, I wasn't that committed to it, but you gained a hundred pounds in high school between your freshman and sophomore years. How does that happen?
1: Well, I was committed to it. I did drink a gallon a month before school every day. I've actually won a lot of money. I don't know if I'm (laughs) in fighting shape with that anymore, but the whole gallon challenge thing, that was like, what, you know, early 2010s. I could do it. I actually made some money in college doing it as uh, people didn't believe me. So um, I don't know if I could do it now, but yeah, I I did. And, uh, you know, I just, I I knew I was going to be an old lineman. It was probably my only shot to, to, you know, have any success at the higher levels. And, um you know, I was real. I was really skinny coming in, so I had to do something. So that I, I was that was my strategy: creatine and milk and PBJs as well.
0: Great. How, you said before school, you drank it.
1: I would knock it out. Sometimes I would have to bring a little bit less than a gallon to the first or second period and finish it there. Yeah, yeah it's, it was pretty hardcore, man. I, <laughs> looking back, <laughs> it's probably pretty strange, but I had I, it, it ended up working, so that's why. Uh, uh, I'll be grateful for that time, but I don't know if I'd ever emulated it. Uh, not to the young athletes, I don't know if that's a great strategy.
0: <laughs> well, you're you're blowing my mind because that would just ruin my entire day if I even took on like a quarter of that amount of dairy in the morning. So I'm just, I'm blown away. But let's go ahead and stay in your high school days and go back to the mention about intensity. Your former high school coach mentioned in an article that he wishes he could bottle up the intensity that you have and give it to the other kids. And that intensity still exists today. Where does that come from, Ted?
1: I mean, football is such an intense game, and I, I one of my favorite parts about it is just one of many. But you know, being on a team and doing something hard that and you win together. So to me and success for me. I'm not a crazy athlete. I'm you know I'm, I'm pretty strong, but where it comes from for me is just a will to get it done, a will to win. And um, you know, to me, football is such a crazy, intense, collision sport that you know the only way for me to you know, have any success is to bring some passion, energy, and, and enthusiasm and intensity to what is already uh, an intense situation.
0: And part of that will to win certainly helps the Patriots get to a couple Super Bowl championships and you bring those rings with you here to Miami. What does that championship pedigree do for a locker room when you enter it here in Miami?
1: Well, I'm not going to be touting it. I want to build something with, um, you know, the guys we have there. I think that's another great aspects about the sport it's very seasonal and you come together for you know eight nine months and, and build your bonds and try to try to win as many games as you can i'm i'm not looking back at all i obviously i'm very grateful and and those are some of my most prized possessions and i'll have brothers for life um you know winning those championship rings but you know to look back at that now would, it would kind of be futile to what we're trying to build uh down in miami
0: Right. Absolutely. And, and when you get to Miami, let's go off the field. Now you talked about Clay's family, bringing your family down. What are you guys most looking forward to about being in Miami when it comes to just being in the South Florida community?
1: Well, I've been, have had such a great reception already from the fans. I'm really excited to, you know, see a new part uh, uh, of the United States. I've lived in a, you know, probably this will be probably my 14th uh, town that I've had the privilege to live in. I'm really excited to meet the Miami fans. Um, it's icy, raining on me today here in <laughs> Massachusetts, so probably not going to miss that too much. But um, you know, I think that you know everyone's pretty excited, and I love being a part of the local communities. You know, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be around. I'm gonna try to get down there as soon as possible and be around, and obviously try to try to help out with uh, you know all the stuff that's going on right now. And, um, just, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited to get down to, to Miami.
0: You said 14 cities.
1: Yeah. My dad was a small college football coach growing up. So I've been, I've, I've moved around a lot pretty, you know, like I said, it's seasonal work. So yeah, I've had to. Football helped. I was a new kid a lot growing up, but football helped. Uh, you know, Being good at football always made you some quick friends.
0: And you were the seventh player in the Karras family to play in the Big Ten in college football. What does that lineage mean to you, and how did it quick, kind of quickly get you inundated with the game at a young age?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, all, all of the men in my family that I knew had played college football. Um, it was never you know, I was, it wasn't like a nightmare. You have to play football scenario. Right. I, I loved it from the start. I loved the history of the game. I love the sacrifice and the, and, and the kind of the duty of the sport that, you, you know, you have, you have a, um, you're beholden to your teammates to get your job done. And it's very hard. Uh, and I think that's always attracted me to it. I wasn't great at other sports. I was pretty decent at basketball, but I um, found success early in football. I loved everything. I loved putting the equipment on. I loved, you know, getting your jersey. And, and um, you know, I've continued to, to love the game to this day, you know.
0: And you mentioned My that. favorite
1: show was a Football Life. I love that show so much. I think it's a great show.
0: Oh, it's a great one. The one on Dan Marino is one of my favorite all-time television shows that ever made. So with you on that all the way, Ted, you mentioned basketball. It's been kind of a theme on this podcast, talking to some of your new teammates here. We got a lot of guys that think they're the best player on the team. Do you want to stake that claim too?
1: I do not want to state that claim. I, I know I'm not the best player on the team. I I would probably I'd be pretty competitive in a take on horse scenario. Coming from Indiana, we grew up playing that a lot. I got a pretty decent jumper, but in in no way would I claim the best. I I'll be out there going my hardest, but I, you know, there's probably we have some supreme athletes on our team, and uh, I'm sure there's some pretty 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 good basketball players.
0: So you got the you got the jumper down then.
1: I got the jump. I got a good ten foot jumper. That's you know that's my bread and butter and cake. You try to you know I don't go for the three. I just kind of keep it simple. And as long as you're making it, you can't lose.
0: I don't know. I think that the mid range jumper is dying these days, man. The old uh, Hoosiers days. It's kind of a thing of the past.
1: It is. It is. But you know. I've, it's sad that basketball's not going on right now, too. I'm a yeah. big
0: NBA fan. Yeah, it's It's a bummer. We, we all miss sports. Hopefully we can get, get back to life pretty quickly here, and everyone's out there being safe, and that includes you and your family, Ted. Well, that's all I got for you here today, Ted. Uh, congratulations on the new deal, on the new team. Best of luck to you this year. Stay healthy, and welcome to Miami, man.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. We'll talk soon.
0: Sounds good. I appreciate it. And there he goes. You talk about a likable guy, Ted Karras, the new Dolphin center coming down to Miami. Really, really nice addition to the middle of the Dolphins' offensive line. You heard him talk about his will and the intensity, and just basically having the higher motor than anybody else on the field and wanting it more. And he talked about it with the milk drinking. That, like, I know I talked about it in the interview. That blows my mind still thinking about drinking an entire gallon of milk before you even get to school but it just proves the commitment that he showed in an early age for football. You hear about the family lineage coming up, being in a football family his whole life, living out there in the Midwest, the Indiana, Illinois area, being a basketball player. And he wouldn't put the claim on it as best player, but I bet that guy can be your power forward, set some good picks, and be a good rebounder and defender down in the low post. So that's Ted Karras. We're going to have more of, these guys, more of these podcasts coming out for you guys as the week goes on. Into the weekend, talking to every Dolphins new free agent signing. It's exciting times down here in Miami. People are excited to be here people are excited to talk about this dolphins football team and we'll continue to do that we'll have a future episode sometime next week kind of having a cumulative approach of the entire free agency period for you guys but as for today's show that is going to be my time to catch all these podcasts all these interviews with each of the new members of the miami dolphins go ahead and hit subscribe rate and review the podcast on apple podcast spotify google play wherever you get your podcast from Follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. Follow the Dolphins at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank podcast with Seth and OJ Juice McDuffie and the Audible with Kim and John and, of course, MiamiDolphins.com. Till next time, Dolphins, fins up.